We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, happy Thanksgiving, and how are you doing? Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Doing well. Good to see the fam and uh, hang out a little bit. What about you? Good day? Yeah, good day. Good day. Black Friday now, and we got a little Black Friday special. I don't even know if that's the way we should really call this, but talk a little Black Friday here on Players. It makes sense, right? Black I mean, Friday deals. Black Friday deals on uh, on on players that we think the Angels should sign. But first, before we get that going, what's the best? Uh, what's the best side? Thanksgiving. Random question. Oh, I saw I saw you go here. Um, I I like mashed potatoes. Um, it, yeah, let's just be easy and say mashed potatoes because there are some things that my family do that are are pretty good. But I don't know how many other people are are doing the same thing. So we'll just we'll just go easy with mashed potatoes. I'm a big yams guy. My aunt made some delicious. I don't know if it was my aunt or who made the yams this year, but it was absolutely fantastic. Um, so I'm gonna go with that. It's weird, I know, but like I'm a big big sweet potato guy so yeah of course it's fine so we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. 
Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Well, that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching here at Talking Halos. Thank you for all the support. Good. Go ahead and subscribe. Pound that. Uh, what is it? Pound the bell. Hit the bell so that you know yep. when we post. Um by the way, also shout out my brother texted me. He said, are you guys doing a podcast tonight? So maybe got to kind of shout him out because he said he was going to listen. So I listen or watch. I, I don't know whatever he's going to do, but he, the UW commit, the UW commit. Yeah, congrats. It's kind of cool. cool, but um, don't, don't let it, you know, you're making his head get bigger. Like, don't, don't do that. That's my job. Yeah, don't do that. Thanks though. But um, go ahead and subscribe, uh, like, follow wherever you are listening. You can follow us on all our social medias, X, Instagram, Facebook. You can follow myself on X at Jared underscore Tim's Nate, Nate Green 34. Let's get it rolling here, Nate. We got some news, not player news, but we didn't talk about the coaching moves that happened. Angels added a pitching coach, a hitting coach, and a coach that I've never heard used in baseball before. Um, I've heard just not angels. We'll get there. We'll get, there. I, I know that I've, I've actually, I don't think I've ever like heard of it, but we'll get, we'll get to that new coach. Um, would love to hear everybody who is watching us here on YouTube's, um, feelings about these moves, the moves that the angels have made, uh, bringing in new pitching coach, Barry Enright, former angel, by the way. Um, so there is that connection there. Um, and if for me, and I, I know you guys are, a lot of people are like, oh, Barry Enright, like he wasn't a great pitcher with the angels. Those type of guys tend to be the best pitching coaches. Um, like you and I know, we weren't the best pitchers out there. We were good pitchers, but we weren't the best. We had to actually study the craft and know what we were doing. And that's why we became coaches um, and why we were able to, you know, talk baseball so well. Like, not saying that Barry Bonds or Mike Trout or, you know, the best hitters in, in the game aren't good coaches, but it comes to them naturally. Um, so the fact that those good hit, hitters aren't great, um, aren't great coaches. Makes a lot of sense. So Barry Enright joins the staff, um, not the Diamondback you wanted, but part of the Diamond Diamondback staff. So you got to be a little yeah. happy there, right? Yeah, and he he did learn some stuff from Dan Heron, which is good. Um, the one thing I noticed with this move, which uh, it, we didn't really talk too much about this either, kind of goes to the Troy Percival article. Uh, Enright seems to be a very hands-on coach. Like, yes, he can read the data. Yes, he understands it, but also like a guy who's going to actually make physical mechanical adjustments to guys and not just be like, Hey, the uh, numbers say you need to do this. So you should do that. I don't really know how to do that, but uh, just do it because that's what the numbers say. So um, from what we've read with Enright and things like that, it seems like he's more of that type of guy. That's going to be like, all right, we got to make sure that our front front shoulder is not going to fly open. So we got to, um, you know, we're going to add a weight to the, to the glove or, you know, just do some things to make sure that, that it works out for him. So, um, that is one thing that I noticed with that. Um, I do like the, the Dan Heron, you know, he worked with Dan Heron. Dan Heron did a really good job there. Um, seems like Perry kind of sees some issues with the starting pitching and thinks Barry can make an impact because 
from what we've heard, some of the things that Barry did really well in Arizona fit kind of what the Angels need to do better jobs at. So, I don't know. It looks like it could be an interesting hire. It looks like uh, on paper, it looks uh, at least at least fun. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying about the numbers. So the way that I'll, I've always, somebody explained numbers to me. Um, actually, a coach, coach, coach for the Cubs. Numbers uh, just back up what, what the coach I've said it. I've said it a thousand times. I've said it, I think, a thousand times on this podcast. And I continue. Um, Cub, Cubs coach, Cubs minor league coach talked to me about this when I was working with him. And it, yeah, the numbers just back up what you see, right? Like, those are what the numbers are. But if you are. don't know how to make adjustments, exactly. Exactly. then it doesn't it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that I and I think that's kind of what Percy was seeing a lot of was like, that's great. You know what the problem is, but like, are you going to fix the problem? Yeah. And I don't think he saw a lot of that. We we didn't see a lot of adjustments out of guys this year. No. Uh when you look at a, a Sandoval or a Detmer or even a Tyler Anderson. Like there weren't really adjustments from those type of guys, but who, who knows? That's that was kind of what I was thinking of when I saw Barry Enright yeah. and what he had been doing. So I'm yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, and and one more last thing here for the for the pitching staff before we get on to new hitting coach and, and that last position that we were talking about. Um you mentioned it. 2021, it felt like big steps were made. Or was it 2021? 2022, it felt like big steps. Yeah, 2022. 2022, it felt like good steps were made. Like Reed Detmers took steps in the right direction. Um, he took more steps in the right direction in 23, but like Sandoval, steps in the right direction. Um, Silseth, even, it felt like steps in the right direction. Those, Sandoval and Silseth in particular, kind of, I felt like just, you know, flatlined out. I thought Silseth this next year, this last year, took that step forward. I thought Detmers and, and uh, Sandoval kind of stayed uh, pat. Like Detmers, very similar 23 to 22 where he was yeah. very he wasn't as good early as the season went along he he got a little better um sandoval's probably sandoval i there for i i didn't see yeah it was kind of like one step forward two steps back for him yep. uh didn't really see that that next step that we were expecting him to take we thought you know there was a chance he was going to really solidify himself as a legit number two and not like a hey you shouldn't. You could make a playoff start, but like you're a number three guy, you're you're definitely not an ace, and you're you'd be an underdog in every single game two uh, matchup, basically. So hopefully, Enright can get him right and uh, make him uh, that number two guy that we really need him to be. Yep. And on to the next spot, new hitting coach Johnny Washington. No relation to Ron Washington, by the way. There, um, former Cubs hitting coach. Also, Dodgers hitting coach. I think I could. That could be yes. Tim Baker, minor I, leagues. Minor leagues with the Dodgers. Uh, with the with the actual Cubs this last year. Yeah. Yep. And and Johnny Washington. I mean, I went to the Cub. Was with the Cubs last year. I think right. Um. Or the year before mm-hmm. that. And Cody Bellinger was obviously you know a very very good yep. player there for them. And there's relations there. I know one of the big things that they talked about was um, Matt Carpenter and the changes that he made. Um, and he was, he was a big factor in that as well. So, um, it's always good. Again, we talk about Barry and right. Having that connection. Um, and, and I mean, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, Cody Bellinger, I mean, we talked about it before in the past, like, could Cody Bellinger be an angel here pretty soon? <laughs> you know, like they miss out on Shohei Otani. I know you don't want to go that route, but could Cody Bellinger be an angel? There's this connection. It's possible. Washington. Talk about Johnny Washington for me. I, I know there's not a lot out on him, but there are the good connections of, you know, like he has yes. success with guys. He has really good success with players. Yes. 
Yes, I mean, um, for me, I, I look at what the Cubs did this this last year. Christopher Morrell, uh kind of takes that next step forward. He kind of becomes a, a for sure everyday guy this year because of what he was able to do this year um, with the Cubs. And you just you saw Ian Happ continue to get better. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just really think the Cubs took that next step forward. Nico Horner had a pretty good year. Um, obviously Cody Bellinger had an amazing year. They just, they, they were just missing a piece or two. The Cubs were to, to really take that next step forward. But I think, um, with that veteran leadership of, of Swanson and Bellinger, I think Washington really, um, uh, made strides to help these guys get better. And, you know, they, they were a pretty good offense for what they had. They weren't, um, they weren't an elite offense by any means, but they were definitely better than expected. Nobody had them as a borderline playoff team. And, uh, honestly, the, the the hitting carried them a lot. The the pitching was just okay. You know, you you had uh, Steele who pitched really well, but after behind Steele, it wasn't anything crazy. And it, he's coming from the Dodgers uh, minor league system, which you rave about the Dodgers minor league system um, and how good the Dodgers have been at at bringing guys up. So he's he's done a good job of preparing those guys to be big leaguers, and then he did a good job with the big leaguers this year. So. Yep. I, I'm again intrigued. Um, we'll see how it, it, it really comes down to are these players going to listen to the coaches and are the because it looks like the coaches are going to try to put these players in the, the best opportunity to succeed, right? Like that's kind of been the one thing the issue I've had with them. with yeah. Phil and, and that staff. It was like you didn't have guys who had been there before and done it. Um, it was like we, we don't really know what you're doing. Um, this staff right now, it feels like it's a very veteran staff who is, who has been at kind of every level except for Ryan Goins, but with Ryan, he's going to have Ron right behind kind of teaching him things. So I, I think this staff is as well equipped to, to make these guys feel like they are properly prepared every single day. And that's all you really can ask for. And now it's up to the players to take what they have learned and, and, and take it to the next step and be like, Hey, this is what we're going to do to get better. And if they do, then, you know, this, this could be a really fun year. If they don't, well, then we could be in the same spot as we've been, but it, it does feel like the staff is um, in a spot to, to take a, to allow these players to take that next step. Yep. 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 Um, and on to the final spot, the angels hired. Um, yes, this is a baseball move. And I, haven't heard too many teams that do this. I had to look it up. I know there are a couple out there that do it. Um, new offensive coordinator, Tim Laker. Um, brilliant, brilliant offensive mind. Um, coming from the Dodgers as well. Did I see that or am I, am I off on that one? I, he's been, he's kind of been all over the place. I think he's been around for, for a very long time. Um, and again, a, a very interesting move here with Tim Laker. Um, just because of the name of his position, which I, it, it, for, for me, it's it's new to me. Like, what is what is an offensive court? Is is he going to be the guy that calls the plays inside the dugout type of thing? Like, I'm I don't I don't know what an offensive coordinator does, and that like for me not to know that is is very interesting. I'll, I'll have to get some some more insight on that, Nate. I don't know if you have any idea what a major league offensive coordinator what, does. Was it wasn't vote an offensive coordinator this last year, or was he the uh, defensive he was a, coordinator? He was a catching coordinator. So I guess I mean if you count as a defensive coordinator, then No, no. Vote no, had something let me let me check. Because vote had something up too. a little bit different to his job title this last year. Um like I said for me it, it, offensive coordinator means that he is 
in charge of the offense, right? Like Ron's doing his thing. You have Vogt deep- was the quality. He was the quality oh, control sure. coach, which kind of feels like the defensive coordinator. Um, I, I, I think honestly, I know the Giants have have had offensive coordinators in the past. Um, wouldn't be shocked if the Dodgers have. Um, for for me, it's just more eyes in in the dugout, more eyes um, in the clubhouse, more more people to talk to. With twenty six guys on the roster, um, if you have three guys in there that really can talk hitting, um, it allows other guys to do some things, right? Like EY can talk hitting, of course, but you know EY's got his own thing. Uh, Ron Washington could probably talk hitting, but again, Ron's got his own thing. And so just having three guys that are really able to, to help out and, and maybe the one reason I really like having multiple people like that is because it allows people to explain the same thing differently. And I think that's, that's giving the players another opportunity to learn the way that they learn. You wonder who had an offensive coordinator last year? The Mets. The Texas Rangers. Uh, wonder who their offensive coordinator was? Tim Laker, <laughs> Donnie Ecker. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, it's kind of cool to see the Angels do this. It feels like the Angels are always a step behind, and it feels like bringing an offensive coordinator of sorts is a step ahead. Um, a step ahead of what major league teams are doing. Now, I'm sure that there have been offensive coordinators in the past. Um, you just don't hear too much about it. Uh, so I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I want to know what he does and if he's, you know, anything like Donnie Ecker. Um, I know that Donnie Ecker is a, I, I wanted Donnie Ecker to be the manager. So that, that shows you how much I, I really like Donnie Ecker there in Texas. Um, but the fact that you're able to do that is, is awesome. The one thing I will, that will say that scares me and this is always comes up in the past is that Perry has Perry and staff have always said that they, like they want to do things like winning teams, right? Yeah, but they don't know why. Exactly. So would this move line up like that before we get on to Black Friday deals? Um, you think, right? Like that's it's kind of, it, you, you, I think you kind of get what I'm saying here, right? Yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. I I don't know if if that absolutely lines up with that just because I think Ron has been in enough clubhouses to know what guys do. Right. Like, so I, I'm putting a lot of stock into Ron Washington and, and some of the, these guys, Eric Young Jr., um, Senior. some of these guys that it's like, okay, what, what, you guys know what, what's going on. Um, I, so I, I think that we just got to let it play out. Um, the way that, that Perry has done things in the past, it, he doesn't really have an answer for. And, I was just thinking about it as we get on. Like, if I have to hear one more thing about how good of a job Perry's done, I'm going to lose it because it's like, what has he done well? He he hasn't done well in free agency. He's been the first guy to get guys to the big leagues. That's that's great. But the guys that have gotten to the big leagues, they haven't really been superstars yet, right? So, did did he bring them along too fast? Uh, we don't know. So I I'm just really waiting for Perry to do something where it's like, wow this makes sense. This is kind of the first thing um, in Perry's tenure where I'm like, wow, this makes sense with Ron Washington. So I'm hoping that that carries on into the, the rest of the off season. Yeah. Just trying to look at, look at teams that are, have been good in the past and 
Um, like the Braves have a hitting consultant. That's that's Chipper Jones <laughs> um, for 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 what it takes. And I'm looking at the the Astros here, and I don't see a, a an offensive coordinator. You know, you get the quality assurance coaches and things like that. But um, yeah, so an interesting move to say the least. We'll we will see where this this takes the angels. If it's a good move, it's a bad move. Um, I got no issue with more eyes on, get on, on, on players like that and more um, different ways to explain things to players. Cause that's, that's the name of the game. So um, let's get on to black Friday deals here. Um, qualifications for black Friday deals, because I know you asked me this was players that are going to get a, a deal that are, that is better than what they're worth. So like Shohei Otani gets a $20 million deal, right? No, nah, he's not going to get that. But if he was, it's like, wow, that's a really good deal for Shohei Otani. He's getting $20 million a year. Like, you know, that's, that's pretty inexpensive. So um, would love to hear anybody's thoughts on, on some of these Black Friday deals. If you guys have anybody that you can think of that makes a lot of sense. Nate, do you have anybody or do I need to start? I mean, I got a couple of guys, but I want you to start. I want to see where you're at because I've got like <laughs> five guys right now uh, offensively that I'm like, eh, is this really what he's looking for or... Okay. My my first guy, and I'm not going to say like the big name, like the TV here, because I got a guy that's like the TV, you know, it's like, oh, this guy could be could be a good deal. And we talked about him a couple podcasts ago. So, you know, where I'm going with that one. Um, the first guy that kind of really pops out to me is Nick Sinzel. Um, can play the infield, can play the outfield. Are you that, kidding me? That Did you pick Are him? Are you kidding me? Is that your first yeah, guy? Yeah, he was on my list. Good. And we did. There you go. Yeah. So Nick Sinzel was, was my was like I. I was looking through it. That's the name that keeps popping up to me. He can play the infield, can play the outfield. Has been good in the past. Didn't have a great year last year, but there were a lot of guys coming up. So I don't think he got a lot of time to play either, um, which worries me a little bit that if you're bringing him off the bench, um, that that's rough. But I think you can get him on a fairly inexpensive major league deal or even a minor league deal um, and bring him in as a, as a spring training invite. And this is somebody that the Angels need. They need somebody that can play the infield, that can play the outfield. Um, and that has been pretty stinking good in the past so um that's my first guy there and i'm sorry i took your guy but uh I don't that's know actually can... funny though that because yeah, i was like oh was you know what guy. he makes sense like he's played some third base in the past like he could play third base uh yeah. if rendon can't uh he's okay with being a bench guy he's played center field he's played yeah. second base like he kind of makes sense with what the angels need um yeah. all right i'm gonna start with I'm going to start with this guy. I'm going to go Mike Moustakis. I think he gets a, a relatively cheap deal, um, possibly a minor league deal. And he's played first base. He's played second base. He's played third base. Uh, veteran leadership, good clubhouse guy, something the Angels need. One thing the Angels need, uh, I'm going to stress this a lot during the offseason besides pitching, but they need a leader in the clubhouse. It's like they have not had a leader, a vocal leader in the clubhouse. And sometime, I think the last guy for me is Tory Hunter. That's the last vocal veteran leader this team has had. You can say Albert Pujols, Albert Pujols really isn't that guy. Mike Trout's not that guy. Anthony Rendon's not that guy. Um, so I, I want them to go out and get a leader. Uh, I don't know if, Mo- if Moustakis makes 100% sense with that because, you know, you really want that guy to to play a lot. Um, but I think he, he kind of fits the mold of, Hey, he can play first, he can play second, he can play third. He could DH if you need him to move around the infield and just give you a chance to win. But I, I don't know. That's That was my first thought. I like it. It's not definitely not a bad move. I don't know what the contract's going to be there. He could. I mean, he, he played decent well for the Angels. I don't think he's going to get... Three like, mil under? Yeah, exactly. Something something like that. And, and One year, you know, two mil? Like, 
seemed like Anaheim. So there, they, I don't, I, it, I mean, nothing He's bad was ever said in LA ish. Yeah. Yeah. So makes a lot of sense to me. Next one. I mean, it, 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 I'm just going to say this one because I think it makes a lot of sense. We talked about him a couple of podcasts ago. Tim Anderson, I think that he's going to get a, an inexpensive yep. deal yep. for what for what he's worth. I know we had a lot of people like, oh, he sucks. It's like, go go look at his stats in the past. He had a bad year. He was last hurt last year. year. He was hurt last year. I got another guy that was hurt last year, too, that, that kind of makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm actually hoping that you kind of pick him. Uh, I um, might. This this could be the guy, then, if we're going that route. We'll we'll see. But I, Tim Anderson's that guy from is is a guy for me that's like makes a lot of sense if you can get him in between. And this this was the TV for me. It's like okay, it's going to be a little more expensive, but you're getting a good deal on him. It's a one year deal as well. So if you have a bad year, you trade him away, and, and somebody's going to take him because you know he's going to have a decently good year. Someone's going to take a chance on him. Um, and he, he he's I wouldn't say he's a clubhouse nuisance. I wouldn't say he's he's a bad clubhouse guy, but he is somebody that has a little bit of flair. Um, and, and I like that, you know, you put him right next to Zach Neto and that's a fun, fun up the middle, um, up the middle team. He can probably play a little third base if Rendon goes down or anything like that. So, um, I'll let you take the next guy away, but Tim Anderson's a good, a good team. I think he gets a good deal for me. All right. I've actually liked this guy for a while. Um, Alberto Mondesi. Yeah. Okay. I had him I on think my list he gets too, a, but... yeah, yeah. I, got, I, got I figured it. you had him on the list, yeah. but, um, I think the angels really need, uh, this lineup's not going to be overly offensive. It's not going to be a lot of power hitters um, right now. They could go that way. I don't think this lineup is built to be that way. Um, so I, I I think you got to get a guy who's going to steal 40-plus bags, who's going to be just a, a, a threat all the time. He can he can do some things with the bat, whether it's bunt, hit, and run. Uh, he's going to, he's going to move a lot. He can play second. He can play short. He probably could play third if you needed him to, um, noticing a trend with my guys so far, guys that can move around the diamond because that's what the angels need. Mm -hmm. And I I think it could be a minor league deal, honestly. Um, some people might be like no shot, but he's been hurt the last couple of years coming off the torn ACL, uh, a year and a half ago now. So I, I think he actually could get a minor league deal and that would be, a good get on a minor league deal. Yep. And I'm going to throw a couple more names out there. When we get on to the pitching side of stuff. Um, we talked about him before Isaiah kind of left, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, might've been on your list. Uh, Kyle Lewis is somebody for me who's, who's been good in the past that probably gets a minor league deal and 28 years old, just coming into his prime a guy that makes a lot of sense for, you know, he, I mean, he do for breakout, right. A, a Joe Adele type of guy who it's been like, top prospect for a while just never really took that next step got hurt you know um so i i'd I'd like to see the angels take a chance on a guy like that um and then the guy the guy that i was mentioning that was hurt last year it wasn't mondesi he was on my list but austin meadows um was a guy who was hurt last year he's had success in the past left-handed bat i know he's a dh i know he's maybe in a corner outfielder i know he's a first baseman the angels don't need that but that's a guy that you, you know you take a chance on maybe stick him in salt lake and let him hit 50 home runs in salt lake um, I had one so. more guy that you're missing that I, I wanted no, no, to kind of mention. I think Harrison Bader's that guy. I think Harrison Bader, um, again, fits that mold of is going to be able to steal 30 bags. If he's right, if he's healthy, I think get him out of New York and just let him play baseball. Uh, he plays the game hard. He can, he can cover a lot of ground. He plays pretty good defense. Um, I, I think he makes a lot of sense. And for him, like, when healthy, when he was with St. Louis, you know, three years ago, like yeah, three years ago, I think people were thinking he he's probably getting like fifteen mil a year. I think 
you didn't really see too many people like jump on him. He's kind of a, a right-handed Kevin Kiermeyer. So I, I think you might be able to get him for like seven and a half, which is a really good deal for a guy who could be a, a quality everyday guy. Yep. So position players done. Those, those are the tough ones. I think to, is to find the diamonds in the rough there. Um, he's done a decent job of it, but I, I think those are the tough ones to find, find those guys that are going to be good pitching wise. We're not going to do relievers. Cause you can literally go down the list of players and it's like, yeah, that guy makes sense. That guy makes sense. And why we don't think that spending a lot of money in the bullpen makes a lot of sense. Now, starting pitching-wise, this is where I think the Angels need to get a lot deeper. And we haven't heard a lot about them in, in the pitching market yet, which scares me a little bit um, on, on that side of stuff. But guys that could be, you know, ha- have decent years, maybe coming off injuries or bad years or something like that. Um, do you have any names? You guys still got to look because I was going to let you go first here. I'll, I'll go first. Go ahead. See if you take my guys. I got two. Yeah. I, I think one guy that, that's going to get overlooked in this free agent market just because he is kind of a top-end pitcher. I don't think he's looked as a top-end pitcher because of his age. He's 33 years old. You, he isn't qualified, um, which is nice. So you can just kind of sign him. Don't have to worry about losing a draft pick. I think Marcus Stroman's that guy. I was not big on Marcus Stroman a couple years back. Uh, but I've seen numbers where it's like four years, $44 million, $11 million for a guy who's been pretty good for the Cubs the last couple of years, who's walking away from, uh, I believe about $20 million, which, which is the reason why I was like, I saw like $45 million for four years. Even if it was for three years, that's still a steal compared to he's walking away from about $20 million. Um, he kind of has that bulldog mentality that we're looking for. Not an ace by any means, but a quality pitcher who's going to throw up good numbers when healthy. And um, I, I don't know. I think, he could get overlooked in this free agent market. That's fair. Um, I'm going to take a guy that I know is on your list here because I need to be able to talk about somebody um, a little bit better. Brad Keller. I have a feeling he might be on your list. Is he not? Is yep. he on your list? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Of course. Weird. Brad Keller coming off a couple bad years in a row. Um, however, you look at his 2018, 2019, 2020 seasons, very, very good pitcher. Um, well above, actually had a 115 ERA plus in each one of those years. Um and had a really good 2020. I know we discount 2020, but like probably, I think he probably got some Cy Young, Cy Young votes that year. Stuck on a tough team. Those are the type of guys that you look for. It's like, who's ready to take that next step? Uh, fairly young as well. I think he's what, 28? Is he? No, he's a little older than that now. No, he is. He's only 28. He'll be 29 next year. Still in his prime. Somebody that you almost could give multi years to, I feel like, and, and feel kind of comfortable about it and get him for a lot less. Um, kind of like you, you were talking about Marcus Stroman. Might I add, like I said, I, I think I asked right off the bat that Stroman get $25 million when whenever we talked, and I don't think Stroman's going to get $25 million. Um, But the fact that they're talking about him getting maybe $11 million, getting less than Tyler Anderson's, really, really, really interesting, in, in my opinion, there for Stroman. If he gets less than Tyler Anderson, I'm going to throw my freaking computer. All right. Um, r- regardless here, Brad Keller is a guy that I think uh, could make a lot of sense. Somebody who's, who's in innings. Eater uh, has only thrown 160 innings plus in once in his career. Um, 45 innings last year. He's coming off an injury. Didn't didn't play all that well. Uh, but somebody who you might be able to maybe get on a minor league deal um, with a spring training invite um, and be able to store him down in AAA or something like that. So um, go ahead and, and, and shout off. I don't know. Do you have another one or do you only have one guy? I do. Um, and and I, I've been telling you this guy for a while. Uh, Eric Lauer. Pitched, it, pitched with Milwaukee. Been... Coming off a bad year, 
a really bad year. So you guys are going to be like a 6.56 ERA in 10 games, nine starts, not good. Um, the last two years, 3.69, 3.19, 158 innings, 118 innings. So like fits right in with what the Angels are are pretty much running out there, about 150 innings, 135, 150 innings. He's been fine. Uh, I think he gets, again, haven't really heard about him. He's kind of not really mentioned too much in the, in the media with, with free agency. So minor league deal for him would be an absolute steal. I don't know if he gets that, but I think he, he signs for five mil or less, honestly. And if you get in that guy for five mil or less, like, those those are numbers that like we we are, we're asking for right now is throw 150 160 innings and have a three five ERA like if Tyler Anderson would have done that last year I would have I would have been ecstatic. All right, off Tyler Anderson there, my guy. Okay, my last guy here, more of a high upside guy, has shown a lot of potential. Um, I've always been in on any Detroit Tiger. Love Detroit Tigers pitching, by the way. Spencer Turnbull. Yep. Absolutely. Coming off injury in 2022. That was the one guy that I was going to mention if you didn't. Yep. Yep. That That's that's my guy there. Um, 2021 was a fantastic pitcher, only pitching 15 innings. Did he have Tommy John that year or was it shoulder? I think it was Tommy John in 2021 that that he was pitching really, really well. Like talking about like an all-star candidate um, to start the all-star game um, and then got hurt. I think that year, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong there. I know you're looking it up. Didn't pitch in 2022. Well, it says right elbow sprain, so I'm guessing that's probably Tommy TJ. Tom, TJ, put him on the 60. Day. Yeah, right, for, right forearm strain. Yeah, it's TJ. Yeah, definitely, definitely TJ there. 2022 didn't pitch. 2023, Nate, we've talked about this before. He lines up perfectly right now. Minor league deal could be a real, real good mm-hmm. get. Honestly, I would be, I would be so intrigued as to, I would give him a major league deal with incentives. You know, like. That that Brett Phillips type, like one for one, like stupid, stupid inexpensive. But you give him just a give him a minor league deal. That's that's fine. That's, I'm just saying if that's, he how, takes that's, the, that's how if confident he takes I'm. The minor league deal. That's that's how confident I'm. I am in him. I would give him. I would wouldn't offer. I don't think, but like I would think about like if they came to me with a major league deal, I'd be like, sure, I'll give you one for one. You're on the forty man. Um, you, you're you know, you're you're here for us. Um, that Brett Phillips type of guy. And if you get hurt, you can't pitch or something like that. Like it's one million dollars. It's fine. Um, but I, I, I'm actually feeling very confident here. He had a set plus seven ERA last year with Detroit. Um, you know, struggled with command, struggled with velocity, everything that you look at coming off of, off of Tommy John. Um, so Spencer Turnbull would be that last final guy for me. Um, with that being said, you got anybody else who was Turnbull? Zach, please, Zach. Zach, please. Just, just because coming off, he pitched well for Cleveland a couple years ago. 2020 was kind of, and I know we don't talk about 2020 too much, but when he got in trouble for, for going out to visit family or friends or something like that during right. the 2020, his tenure with, with Cleveland just absolutely got killed right there. It was like, they were like, we don't want you anymore. Uh, go somewhere else. And he just, there was just no trust in the org with him and he didn't pitch well. And they, they sent him down and, and now he's a free agent and, I think you give that guy just a little bit of confidence. Like, Hey, we brought you in. Um, you're here to pitch. You're not here to be, you know, just on the roster. You're here to be a guy for us. And I think he could, he could be, you know, better than he could put up Griffin canning numbers. Yeah, no, I'm with, there, there's a lot of like, again, when it comes to the bullpen, it comes to starting pitching. This is where 
We talk about this every year. If you guys are avid listeners of the podcast, especially in the offseason, we talk about this every year. This is where the Angels need to get deeper. This is where the Angels have have lacked a lot of. And they've actually done a good job in the bullpen. You look at guys that have that have left the Angels, um, that have gotten DFA'd and gone on, like Jonathan, John, not Jonathan Holder. I'm trying who was oh man, I'm gonna forget who it was that went to Baltimore. Jacob Webb. Jacob Webb is a guy like they've had yeah. they've had that good, was the ultimate sucker good. play. They they, they allowed Baltimore to think he's pretty good. They use him in the postseason, and then they they let <laughs> Texas just absolutely smash him in the postseason. Like, all right, all right, genius. You, you get what I'm you get what I'm saying though. They've done they've done good in the they've done they've done good in the bullpen. Um, they've had some decent depth. They're gonna have to do it again. They you, lost a lot of a lot a lot of those you guys. Throw in Jacob Webb. I raise you a Ryan Tapera. They paid seven million for him. We didn't like that contract. I'm not giving you that one. They paid seven million. I raise you a Moop. They gave him seven million. I'm not giving you that. We are talking about Black Friday deals. Jacob Webb is a minor league sign that. I'm hey, just I mean, you that. Think about it in twenty. When was it? Twenty twenty. When they got Tony Watson and um, Steve Ciszek for one million dollar uh, contracts, and that was one of the best bullpens Angels had in a while um, because they were deep and because they, they those guys were put in the correct situations. Now Steve Ciszek wasn't an eighth inning guy for me, but to go off on a little tangent there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got anybody else? Uh, you got you had please Zach. You got you got anybody else there? Y'all good? You got any final no, thoughts for I me? That's you got, good. You, Jose Suarez getting DFA'd or what? No, we're not talking about. You haven't mentioned Jose Suarez in a hot second, so I just figured I'd ask. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm honestly shocked he was tendered a contract. That just shows what a dysfunctional organization oh, we have right. that we're tendering Jose Suarez a contract when we expect to be a playoff team, which is an absolute joke. But you, you need um, those arms. You need those arms in the minors. You need those arms. In the he minors. can't be in the minors. Yeah, I, I understand that, but you. So you, why are you tendering him a contract? Yeah, you you need that. He's shown that he can pitch at the yeah, you know, level to some degree. You need somebody. He like, has. You can't. You can't get rid of everybody. I. I mean, we've you been can. over this. I would have gotten rid of twenty. You can get rid of guys. everybody. They you. should get everyone. Everybody, because everybody sucks. All right. All right. Don't sleep on the Japanese market. I think there's some interesting guys out there not named Shohei Otani or, or Yamamoto, even though Yamamoto would be interesting. I um, think there's some players out there. The Angels could use a center fielder, second baseman, uh, and some starting pitching. So we'll see. This is going to be an inter- interesting couple of weeks. We're getting closer to um, the winter meetings and, and really starting to, to have some things heat up. So. Yep, absolutely. So follow that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that hit that bell if you're watching us on YouTube. Go follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, well, X, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow myself on X at Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34 Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.